evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome once again to this online service. We've been uh, learning about building our life as, uh, on Jesus, the chief cornerstone. And every one of us, we are builders. And together, we are building a spiritual temple. We are building on the kingdom of God. And uh, when we do that, then our life will not be shaken. What we built will last, even though it goes through all kinds of shaking uh, that is in this world. And we also learn what Jesus has been teaching us concerning uh, building upon him as the chief cornerstone. That is, we are to obey, not just say we would follow him, but we are to obey him and we are to uh, return the harvest uh, back to him so that the kingdom of God can continue to be extended. So this evening we want to look at how we can be sure that we are indeed building our life on Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. I want you to look into the book of Ephesians 2, verse 19, verse 20. Ephesians 2, verse 19. He said, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. So to be sure that we are indeed building our life on Jesus, the chief cornerstone, we got to be building on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. So Jesus aligned the temple structure that we are building, this, this holy temple, through the revelation, to the teaching that he has given to the apostles and prophets. So when we listen to the, the preaching of the apostles and prophets, when we follow the instruction, we are actually building on Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. So that tells us that the apostolic and prophetic gifting are very, very important. And uh, Ephesians 3, verse 1 and 2. Ephesians 3, for, verse 1 and 2. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. So, through the word of God, this is how God administered His grace. This is how God chose to work. And He has uh, established apostles and prophets specifically for a group of people. So, Paul is saying here, I have been chosen to administer God's grace to you, for you. You see, for, for the Ephesian church. 
So, uh, so that's why it's very important that we really understand the apostolic and prophetic uh, gifting uh, so that we can really appreciate what God is doing. This is how God works. And, uh, and we just have to follow, right? In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28, it says, And in a church, God has appointed, first of all, apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers. Once again, the Word of God is telling us, in the church, first of all, God has appointed the apostles and then the prophets. And only then uh, the rest of the gifting. So, uh, and, and we need to understand, Paul say, I'm in prison because of the calling. The apostles and prophets, they are chosen by God to be leaders. They are chosen by God to spearhead the advancement of the kingdom of God. And as a result, they come under attacks. They come under a lot of uh, persecution, misunderstanding, because they're in the forefront. They're the one who received the revelation and then impart it to us. And the rest of the people, many times we have not heard of it. Many times we thought, oh, this is a bit, a bit strange. We, have, we, 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 we didn't learn it this way. And so we resist, we oppose, we doubt, we question. But I hope that this evening, through this teaching, you will come to appreciate and treasure the calling of the apostles so that you will listen to their teaching so that you would not miss up the grace of God that God wants to give to you because he said this is an administration of God's grace. This is how, God's work, uh, how God works in this time and in this day. In the Old Testament, God speaks to the prophets. And that was how he works in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, through the apostles and prophets, he's establishing the church on the foundation where Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. And in, in the book of Amos, in the Old Testament, Amos chapter 3, verse 7, he says, Surely, the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. God would not do anything without first of all revealing to his prophets. That was how he works in the Old Testament. Right? And uh, in the New Testament, as we have read, when the apostles and prophets, they are building the church, they're establishing the church upon Jesus Christ as the chief cornerstone. And we see that the Old Testament prophets, they speak to kings. They speak to the nations. And uh, the king got to understand this is how God operates. So when they want to follow God, they will go and consult the prophets. In the book of 2 Chronicles 20, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 12, it tells us about the king of Judah, who is, of course, a God-fearing king. And one time, the, the, the enemies 
the kings of different nations are combining together and want to come and attack the, 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 the nation or attack Judah. King Jehoshaphat just uh, knew that with the army, they could not fight against these invading uh, armies and kings. And so he called the people, he assembled the people and he assembled uh, and gathered the prophets. And he said in uh, 2 Chronicles 20 verse 12, Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And then uh, while they are seeking God, while they are uh, worshipping God, God spoke to the prophets. The Spirit of God came upon the prophet in verse 14, came upon Jehaziel son of Zechariah, the prophet. And then the prophet begins to, to speak and say and ask the people not to fear. Ask them to go and march up in verse 16. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up from the paths of Zul and uh, you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeriel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance the law will give you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the law will be with you. Can you imagine? What is the prophet saying? There come this vast army, these enemies who want to destroy Judah, and the prophet said, tomorrow, go and face them. But King Jehoshaphat knew, and, and the people know, there is no way they can fight against them. And worse than that, the prophet said, you do not need to fight. You just go there and face them, and take up your position, stand firm. Then you will see how God fight for you, and how God deliver you. So, the king knew. This is how God works. He speaks through the prophet. Even though this prophetic word is totally ridiculous, you know, to go up there to stand is suicidal. He'll be destroyed. But the king knew this is how God speaks through his prophets and how God works through his prophets. Second Chronicles 20, 20, early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tirka. And they set out, as they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah, and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in His prophets, and you will be successful. So Jehoshaphat, he knew how to trust God. He knew how to look to God. But he also knew that God is working through the prophets. And God will not do anything without, first of all, telling the prophets. So he told the people, have faith in the prophets and you will be successful. You know, it is, it takes a lot of faith to trust the word of the prophet to go and face the vast army and just stand there and expecting God to deliver. 
So unless you really believe, you will not do it. Okay. So Jehoshaphat knew that's how God works, and as a result, they go out there, they praise God, sing song, stood in their position, and God just deliver the nation from the attack of the enemy and destroy them. And so we need to recognize how God works, and then go along with what God is doing in the Old Testament. He works through the prophets. He will not do anything without telling the prophets. In the New Testament, he established the church through the apostles and prophets, laying the right foundation upon Jesus, the chief cornerstone. David, King David, the man after God's own heart, we heard recently. He also know how God operates. You know, when he have the idea about building the temple, he has the Many, he has the experience to build this temple, but yet he knew the limitation to his grace because he is king, and so he consulted the prophet Nathan. You know, David has always consulted the prophet because he know that's how God works. In time past, when Samuel was around. He consulted the prophet Samuel. Now that Samuel is gone, he consulted Nathan and asked Nathan uh, in the Second Samuel seven verse two. He said, "Here I am, living in a palace of cedar, while the ark of God remained in a tent." So Nathan replied to the king, "Whatever you have in mind, go ahead and do it, for the Lord is with you." So. The prophet also thought it's a good idea, but when the prophet went away from King David, God spoke to him that David is not to build the temple, and his son will build the temple. So can you see David recognized the importance of the prophet, recognized that God will not do anything without speaking to the prophets, and so he consulted the prophets, and. And David is not to build the temple. So, what are we learning here? God is very specific, very particular. What type of people who He used to build His temple? So, come forward to the New Testament. We are building the spiritual、uh, temple. We are the builder. We are called. We are the kingdom of priests. So God is very particular who and how we build His temple, right? So we learn that God has chosen the apostles and the prophets to lay the foundation to build the church upon Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. That is the administration of His grace. That is how He chooses to work. In this day and age, and we must recognize it. So,、uh, the apostles and prophets they will receive the revelation from God. Look at Ephesians three verse three, onwards to verse six. He said, "The mystery made known to me, to Apostle Paul, by revelation, and as I have already written briefly." In reading this, then you will be able to understand my insight 
into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to men in other generation as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. So God has chosen the apostles and prophets and released the revelation of the mystery of God, the mystery of the kingdom to the apostles and prophets. Paul recognized this. Paul is saying, oh, it's, it's not because we are so special that we, we have special revelation. You know, some people, they like to project themselves as this. They have revelation with God. Paul said, no. It's because of our calling, because God chose to administer His grace to the apostles and prophets. And so he's revealing this mystery to, to the apostles and prophets so that they can bring it to the people. This revelation has not been revealed through the centuries, but now is revealed to the apostles and prophets. So can you see how God chose them to establish, to build his church, to lay the right foundation? And, and the mystery that is being described here is that the Gentiles and the Jews, they are brought together to be one, to be the body of Christ, to share together in the promise that is in Christ Jesus. They are brought into the house of, of God and fellow citizens in the kingdom. So this is a tremendous uh, revolution in terms of understanding the truth of God because the Jews has always uh, taken that the kingdom belongs to, to them. They are the special, they are the chosen one. And now God is breaking forth and through the apostles and prophets revealing that this promise to Jesus is given to all. And Jews and Gentiles are to come together in Christ to be one. And, and so can you imagine this is what the apostle Peter was struggling with because in their mind, in their tradition, in their understanding, this is, this is just, just not on. This, is, this cannot be done. Okay, right, Ephesians 2, verse 21, 22. In Him, the whole body, the uh, whole buildings is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in Him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. So you, you will know that these are the similar things that we have read uh, previously when we're talking about building on the foundation of Jesus as a chief cornerstone. So when the apostles received the revelation, the mystery of God, and then they release it to the church, and they release it to us, what kind of impact does it bring? What is the role of the apostle? What are they doing? Titus 1 Verse 1, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the faith of God's elect and the knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. So the role the apostles are playing is they 
give the revelation, release the revelation to God's elect. It's not just talking about believers, but those who are chosen, those who are elect by God. That means because we're talking about every one of us, we belong to the kingdom of priests. So the apostles will impart the vision, the big picture about the kingdom so that we're not just looking to them to receive a word so that we can be blessed, so that we can be, you know, grow so fat as a Christian and join God. No, the apostles are releasing the plan of God, the kingdom of God. How do we advance the kingdom of God? To us, to the elect. And with this understanding of this purpose, it sort of, it, it, it created faith in us, right? So he said, for the faith of God's elect, we begin to see far bigger, greater picture that we can uh, normally understand by ourselves. And that causes our faith to arise because we begin to see a big God, a great God, and how his kingdom is to be established and how Jesus is coming to rule and reign. So, so the apostles built faith into us and give us a, a purpose so that we know as God's elect what God wants to do in us and through us. And the other thing the apostles do is, he say, for the knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. The knowledge of the truth. So there are general truths that we can receive, that we can understand. But God uses apostles to lead us deeper, further, to understand His truth. So that by understanding, by knowing God better, we are being set free. We, we, we begin to know ourselves better. We, we will know ourselves and what we can do in God. And so that leads to godliness. We become more and more like God because we now see God and know God better. So this is what the apostles are sent to do to lay the foundations of the church upon Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone, to build faith into the believer and uh, causing us to understand the purpose and the plan of God. And then the, the next thing that the apostles uh, and prophets does uh, do is they equip the people of God. They equip us to serve for ministry. Ephesians 4 verse 11 to 13. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God, uh, the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So God has specifically chosen the apostles and prophets with the helps of teachers, pastors, evangelists to build up the body of Christ. So if the church 
is to be strong. It's to be built up. We need the ministry of the apostles and prophets with the help of the other ministry. But specifically to the apostles and prophets because they are the ones who bring the revelation of God uh, into us. So, uh, so it's very important that we appreciate their ministry. If you want to be equipped to minister, to function in the role that God has called you as the elect of God, you've got to recognize the apostles and prophets in your life so that you are being ministered to by them. You are being built up by them, equipped by them to do what you need to do. And uh, if you do not listen to their instruction, if you do not appreciate what they're doing, you take it for granted, you're going to miss up the grace of God. Remember the administration of God's grace that God has given to them for you, for you. If they're sent to you, they are there to, for you to release the grace of God. And uh, so we are being built up the body of Christ is being built up and uh, to become mature. Maturity comes with responsibility, comes to responsibilities, comes by being stronger, wiser. So through the ministry of the apostles, we, we, we have more revelation, we have more understanding, we have more wisdom from God so that we can be mature. And, and the apostles is concerned about us attaining to the fullness of Christ. It's not just a matter of getting us saved, but he wants us to, he wants us to be established to reach maturity, to reach the full, fullness of Christ, the full measure in Christ Jesus. Because that that's how we reflect the glory of God. So if we're weak, if we're immature as a church, we won't be of much help in the kingdom of God. In fact, very often we become a burden to the kingdom of God. But when we grow mature, we're able to function the way God wants us. We're able to do what God wants us to do. So this is, this is the concern of the apostles, that the church should be established on the right foundation so that we can build, really build on it and stand. Okay, so uh, we are to attain. The apostles are, are there to help us to attain to the fullness of Christ. What, what does it mean to be, attain the fullness of Christ? First of all, we reach unity of faith. Right, let's, let's uh, uh, read the scripture again. In uh, verse 13 of Ephesians 4, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So, so we are to attain to the unity in the faith. So that's why the apostles can do it because they see the big picture. Right? They see the plan and the purpose of God. God revealed it to them. So that when they impart to us, we too will move in the same direction. 
we too will move in a clear direction. Otherwise, you know, we believe in God, but we don't know exactly where we are going, except we know we're going to heaven. But different people are doing different things. But with the ministry of the apostle, they gather us, they unite us, they draw us together, they cause us to understand the plan and purpose of God so that we are moving together to advance the kingdom of God uh, with the same purpose, same direction. And then to enter into the knowledge of the Son of God. The apostle's concern is that we really know God, not in a superficial level, but really to understand Jesus better. Ephesians 1, 17 and 18, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better. I pray that, that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints. So you see, the apostles, they know God and they know there are so much more that we can enter in. And they will not just stay on a superficial level. Their teaching will not be just on a superficial level, but take us deeper into the heart of God, into the purpose of God, so that together we can serve the purpose of God. We can build the church of Jesus Christ, the body of Christ, build that spiritual temple uh, so that God will, himself will dwell in us. And lastly, the apostles, in order to do that, we are not to think of ourselves individually. You see, right now, we, we, we tend to think individually how God speaks to me, how God wants to bless me. But the apostles is not thinking about individuals, even though they minister to the individual. He's thinking about the body of Christ. He's thinking about a spiritual temple. He's thinking of us as a living stone in that spiritual temple. So can you see? They have the big picture in mind and that's what we need to move into. We need to think about the kingdom of God, the church of Jesus Christ, the body of Christ, how we can build together with the rest of the saints. And that's why we need to be established in uh, love, rooted and established in love. This is uh, found in Ephesians 3, 17, 17. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of Christ. So, once again, you see the heart of the apostles for the church is that we enter into the fullness of God. And to do that, we've got to be established in love together with the saints. We've got to be really rooted, committed, interrelated to one another so that we can build this spiritual temple. And so, as a Christian, when you look into your life, what are you doing? What are you building? Are you building with Jesus Christ as a chief cornerstone? Are you building on the foundation of the apostles and prophets? If that's the case, 
you'll be thinking about this spiritual temple. You'll be thinking about how you can minister in this body so that the, the, the body can be built up, so that the, this body can be a glorious body filled with the presence of God. That's what we will be thinking of when our life is established on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. I trust this will really help us to think how are we building our life? Are we really building on Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone, uh, through the foundation of the apostles and prophets? Shall we pray? Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the revelation that we are builders, building that spiritual temple upon you, Lord, our Lord Jesus, as a chief cornerstone. And we thank you for helping us to understand the ministry of the apostles and prophets in this day and in this age, the administration of your grace to us. And Lord, we want to treasure this ministry because we want to be built up. We want to be equipped so that we can minister, so that we can build up the body of Christ, so that we can together enter into the fullness that you have for us. So Lord, we pray for ourselves, we pray for your churches, we pray for your people, oh God, that together we may have that unity of faith together, wanting to see the body of Christ being built up, wanting to see the kingdom advancing, wanting to see your glory revealed on this earth. Bless your people, we pray. Help us to understand in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.